Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is Mark and Sarah. Talk about songs. songs. Hello, listeners, and welcome to week two of March Mastas, our ongoing pursuit to determine the very best British band of the 1980s. We have reached the round of 32. Last week, there were 64 bands in contention, some great, some not so great, some that some of you had never heard of before, but now there are only 32 bands remaining. And in this episode, we are going to talk you through the groups that made it through to the second round in the Moody Broody division, as well as the groups that did the same in the Florid and Fabulous division. But before we do any of that, I'd like to welcome my esteemed and fandiferous co-host, Sarah D. Bunting. Hello, Sarah. Oh, fandiferosity makes its glorious return. Hello, Mark. Welcome back. I also feel like we should just say, Sarah, I, I, I'm going, I haven't said this to you, but I think you might agree that I just want to say thank you to all of the people who participated in last week. I was overwhelmed by the number of votes, the number of amazing comments that we received. And it really just made it so much more fun to have you guys getting as into this as we are. So uh, thanks for that. And thanks for going with us on the week two journey as well. Uh, it really has been a delight. Um, I think the most uh, surprising thing uh, so far, in terms of the results, is how basically unsurprising mm. the results have been. I expected there to be far more upsets. Um, there are some specific instances that uh, we can talk about a little later in this podcast. And uh, in our next episode, there was, I think, the lone <laughs> ranking upset in the entire first round uh, that took place on the other side of the draw. But right now, we are here to talk about the left-hand side of the bracket, as Mark said, uh, starting with the Moody Broody division. Uh, Mark, any other general comments um, <laughs> about the round of 64 before we get into the journey of our Moody Broody bands? Yes, I would just remind people playing along at home, when you are looking at the full bracket on Bracket Maker, that is not where you vote. You vote on our Facebook page by clicking on the picture of the band you like. You'll see individual polls going up uh, on each day that we have the tournament being active. And you can also vote again on Patreon if you are a patron and get your vote to count twice. So to vote on Patreon, join us at patreon.com slash to vote on Facebook, go to facebook.com slash mastis.podcast. And uh, another thing that I found very interesting is that some people who are patrons decided that they didn't want to choose between two beloved bands. So they spent one vote on Facebook voting for one half of the competition or one half of the face-off. And then they spent the other vote on Patreon voting for the other, which I found charming. Um your girl may have done that a couple times. Hey. Well, also, just so that I think I came into some poll when um, some band had like sixty-eight votes, and then its ranked number sixteen opponent had one, and I was like, "Oh, click," because why not? Well, and then also uh, on Patreon, because you and I both vote through the same account, I sometimes would go in and nullify your vote because I disagreed <laughs> with it, and I would vote for the other band. <laughs> 
<laughs> you only nullified it because you disagreed with it or you happened to disagree with it while you were voting for the other band oh no like i wouldn't if i agreed with you and you had and i saw the person that you had selected i saw the band that you selected i was like i will let that ride but if you voted for someone and i wanted to vote for the other one <laughs> i voted for them as well thereby nullifying both of our votes pyrrhic victory i mean I could sit here and act like I didn't consider becoming a patron through my The Blotter Presents account <laughs> to vote again. But I didn't because uh, your girl also cheap. Um, oh, all right. And you know I would have not let it ride. No, you owe me that money, girl. Okay, so let's get started <laughs> with uh, what I think is a clear sign that this week's contests are perhaps going to be a bit less cut and dry than last week's. Yes. So our first face-off in the round of 32 in Moody Broody is the Smiths, who handily trumped Love and Rockets, versus Yaz, uh, who handily trumped Modern English, to be quite frank. But now the Smiths and Yaz are up against one another, and I, I, I feel like the Smiths are probably taking it, but you never know. Okay, well, um, I think that I was dimly aware that Moz was up to some bullshit, but I thought it was just the usual Moz, like, leaving the stage after um, 20 minutes because he had a leg cramp Moz <laughs> bullshit. Or he thought about a sad episode of ER and he just didn't want to deal with it. <laughs> At which, who among us, etc. Um, apparently, he's the British pop Roseanne, and I don't mean that he's hilarious, <laughs> I, I mean that he's a right-wing wingnut. Um, this was pointed out to us by several commenters on Facebook, um, including Rich Friedman, who noted that uh, he would have been happy to vote for the Del Rubio triplets against the Smiths. Uh, and listener Janice also said, has the Moz turned into the vegan Ted Nugent? Yes, he has. <laughs> I love that. Are one. my Smith's records still coming to a desert island with me? Yes, they are. And I believe that um, listener slash voter Lauren um, also pointed out that uh, Morrissey has turned into a, um, you know, shitwit, which is unfortunate. Uh, and now that I know that, I don't think I can unknow it. I might be done voting for them. Not that this has like the force of actual real life condemnation. It's an internet poll. I real I realize that, but I I feel like now that I am aware, I can't um, anymore. And maybe people are going to agree with me. That said, I think there were enough people who weren't entirely sure who Yaz was and what songs they were, were responsible for that the Smiths will probably proceed to the next round, but I don't think it's going to be nearly as um, big a gap mm. in the voting. What do you think? I think that the point that the commenter made about not wanting to know Morrissey now, but wanting to take those Smiths albums to a desert island is a good one because... You know, you can still listen to the music of the Smiths because he, without thinking about this as much, because he wasn't overtly insane then, or at least he wasn't overtly insane in this way. So listening to their old music feels a little different than voting for them now in the present moment somehow, maybe. Sure. So I feel like I will vote for Yaz, even though I do think the Smiths have a deeper and richer catalog, just also because I am in the tank to have more women make it forward, and Alison Moyette is awesome. Yaz just seems more 80s 
yeah. in that way. The Smiths seem, even though their sort of lane was the 80s, they just feel more out of time than Yaz does. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, I think Yaz is a is a fair vote. Um, but as the man said, the more you ignore him, the closer he, he gets. gets. Well, I do think at the end of the day, it is only just that the Smiths made it to the round of 32. And if they don't make it to the Sweet 16, yeah, okay. Yeah, true enough. So next is Depeche Mode versus the Eurythmics. Oh. Yeah, it's a Dave versus Dave, right? Mm, yeah, good point. Dave um, Gahane, or however he says it, versus David A. Stewart. I guess this is too close to call. This is the um, number five seed versus the number four seed in this um, division. But I will say that Depeche Mode had a, like a bigger fight on its hands than I might have thought against mm. Talk Talk to get into the second round. And I also think that Annie and Dave win this pretty handily. I will be voting for them in this round, even though I wasted a vote on Dream Academy that I suspect uh, Mark unwasted <laughs> for me on Patreon. But um, the Eurythmics are great, and this is one of the great um, sex-positive, fuck-you-don't-judge-me rock openings in music history. Here's a clip from Missionary Man. Nothing against Depeche Mode. I have loved much of their output, but I think if I had to take one of them to a desert island, I would take the Eurythmics. That said, I can't call this one. I don't know what happens. Any thoughts? I feel, for one thing, that my dad loved the song Missionary Man, and so I have very positive associations with that song and my childhood. But I also just feel Depeche Mode lacks iconic star power the way that Annie Lennox has it. I mean, Annie Lennox's short cropped orange hair in the Sweet Dreams video is one of the essential images of the 80s. Her voice is so distinct. There are very few women who sound like her in pop music. They also demonstrated an ability as a group to make a wide range of emotional songs. They have songs that are happy, songs that are sad, songs that are menacing, menacing and sexy, as we just heard. Whereas I think Depeche Mode sort of has, at least in the songs that reached the popular imagination, one mode, which is beautiful anguish, hence Moody Broody. I therefore think that the depth of catalog and the impact of lead singer sends Eurythmics onto the Sweet Sixteen. Uh, I will also note that um, listener Andrea noted that, quote, she was in a car accident <laughs> while listening to Life in a Northern Town, uh, and that she will always think of that when she hears the song, but she didn't She didn't exactly specify that that was bad. Yeah, I know. There were so many great little short stories that were told in these I comments, know. and no, identif- no further detail, none needed. Yeah. 
Uh, she said she was on her way to school, so maybe she got out of going to school for the day or a while um, because she was uh, listening to because she uh, was uh, in a car accident. So maybe that is a positive association. Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll get an update before the next round. And coming up next in this matchup series is Simple Minds, who beat Flock of Seagulls. And The Cure, who perhaps unsurprisingly beat When in Rome. But now Simple Minds and The Cure face off. Sarah, I don't see how The Cure loses here. With all due respect to the many great tunes of Simple Minds, The Cure is The Cure. Yeah, I'm not sure. And Mm. this is why I think that I was correct to rank them number three. Like, even though there is like a little woodcut of them in the dictionary next to both the word moody and the word broody. We got enough comments like Mark N who said, I voted for the cure here, but the funny thing is I don't think I could name a single cure song. Mm. They're the kind of band where a song of theirs could be playing that I know, but wouldn't realize it was them until a friend pointed it out to me. LOL. Oh yeah. That's the cure. And there were a couple of other comments like that. And I personally loved the cure and, um, spent many days my sophomore year in college which was actually the 90s um just sort of like taking afternoon naps and being um dreamily wistful (laughs) out my dorm room window accompanied by the cure but then i graduated from college and like i have no kick as my co-host likes to say with the cure and if it came on i would not turn it off but I don't seek it out ever. Mm. Like it's just something that I sort of left back there in the Clinton administration. And uh, you know, there's no real reason for that. I wouldn't even say I outgrew it. It's just a thing that isn't really in my life anymore. And they don't get any radio play. Like, have you ever heard a cure except for a, um, what's it Friday? I'm in love, which is from the nineties. Which is from the 90s. And they were like, oh, we hated that song. And that, you know, it was one of those, the record company made us record it things. This is not, you know, this has not been a dramatic bracket to date. Um, But I think we may see an upset here. Not that Simple Minds is like a, you know, 14 seed or anything. But I just, I think enough people feel the way that I feel about... Um, the cures like non non-sustaining essentiality that simple minds could win here and i do think simple minds is more 80s and the cure is more gothy and that could be the difference we'll see well, I, I i hear your point and i will say if this happens this will to my mind be a huge upset so uh we'll see speaking of well, upsets indeed. Uh, we almost had an upset last week in the battle between Thompson Twins and Susie and the Banshees. And for basically 11 hours and 59 minutes of a 12, I forget that metaphor. Basically, Susie and the Banshees was winning up until the very last minute. And then a Thompson Twins fan group on Facebook posted a call to arms. And people from the Thompson Twins fan group came to Facebook and voted the Thompson Twins to a very narrow victory. So, it's like 0.4 percentage points. It was insane. Oof. And um, the the Patreon votes actually 
really also helped because uh, the difference in winning votes was essentially the difference in votes on Patreon that had gone to Thompson Twins over Susie and the Banshees. So this was like actually keeping me glued to the screen because I kept looking at both vote totals and it was very exciting. Uh, But Thompson Twins pulled it out thanks to the patrons and their double votes and this galvanized group of Thompson Twin fans who apparently have an internet community. And Susie and the Banshees needs to get um, on that. You know who's into this result? Not friends of mine who have single-syllable first and last names. Paul Quinn and Chris Huff, I see you and your outrage. They are not into this outcome at all. Um, I believe the word outrage was used. Also, the word disaster. <laughs> well, I have to say, I, I voted for Susie and the Banshees and was doing my very best to sway others. Uh, it did not work. Oh, and I saw that, and also Hector Thompson Twins fans <laughs> to to get the lead. I did not realize that uh, the fan site actually was within the sound of <laughs> the twin signal. Anyway, I uh, I don't I don't think they're going to get out of this round. Um, this is one of those things where you sort of wish you'd seen what the Susie and the Banshees versus the Police. Yeah, face-off was like, but what we're actually contending with is Thompson Twins versus the police. Um, I, under the circumstances, I don't know, but I think the police, while we did have some debate internally about whether they were like more of a 70s band or they existed out of time and weren't all that poppy, but they're the police. And I adore the Thompson twins and I will, um, you know, like cape for sisters of mercy for or sister of mercy forever, but they're not as good as the police. So I, is, I don't yeah. see another upset. I, I agree. And you know, if you really want the police to win, maybe find an online site fan site and convince them to all come vote. Cause who knows what's going to go down. <laughs> exactly. Well, that concludes, we just don't know. That, that concludes the moody broody division, but now we move on to the florid and fabulous division where Bronski beat honestly got more votes than I expected, but still fell at the end to Duran Duran. And mm. Banana Rama put up a very strong fight, but fell to New Order. So now we have Duran Duran versus New Order. We do. Um, this is. <laughs> this might be another job for the fan sites. Um, but yeah, I was a little bit surprised. At uh, the number of devotees of New Order in the electorate, um, I was disappointed that Bananarama did not triumph. But I get it. Uh, Duran Duran versus New Order. I mean, it's like, talk about apples and oranges. That That's like a very weird choice um, for me, which I'll be voting Duran Duran, but I just pulled a clip of New Order to illustrate not only how enduringly great the song is, but to remind everyone of what an enduring cover topic it is. Like, I feel like this has been covered in all sorts of genres uh, by all sorts of bands, and it just is really well built for that. And we should acknowledge it before New Order is. Um, trampled out of the competition <laughs> by the kings of New Row. Here's a New Order clip. Oh, 
I would like to note that this is perhaps the floridist arrangement (laughs) in the entire draw. Like, you can barely even hear the singer because there's so much of their shit piled on him. He's, like, singing from underneath a glitter dome. It's, I mean, it's kind of great. So... I don't th- I don't think New Order is getting any further, but if they did, it will be because that song has the strength of 10 because its heart is pure glitter. And that's what this draw is for. And before we move forward, I just have to share a particular thread from the comment section on this poll because it amused me so. I wrote, the guy in the back of the New Order photo really looks like <laughs> Chad Kroger from Nickelback. To which Stephanie Brookover replied, he really does. And it's so bizarre, not in a loving or triangular way. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, girl. We see you. We honor you. That was amazing. Uh, Okay. So next is Human League versus Culture Club. Sarah, I just don't know. I don't either. Uh, Here's what I do know. Uh, Helen Tovey, who posted that gif of Kaja Gugu in the Culture Club versus Kaja Gugu <laughs> matchup. That guy who's just like playing that crazy guitar. Oh, my God. And he's, he's just looking at you with that, like, I touched myself with baby oil. It was so gross. <laughs> and his hair is ridiculous. It's like a mullet. But, like, the mullet part is cornrows and then the top is a perm. And then he's wearing this, like, green pleather kimono. What what the fuck, cocaine? Like, have a seat, please. I know it's really really difficult for you to do that, but calm down. (laughs) Um, We did get a lot of comments, including from a friend of the podcast and past guest, Adam Grossworth, uh, that he's like, well, look, I voted for Culture Club because, duh. But I felt bad for Kachagugu, and they actually (laughs) made a bigger dent in the voting than I thought they would, but I've got to vote for Culture Club because here's what everyone forgets about Boy George's voice is that it was amazing. Like the beginning of Do You Really Want to Hurt Me is like, yeah, like it's fantastic. It is really fantastic and it's still a banger in that song. And I'm going to vote for Culture Club, but like I get it. I get voting for Human League. So, I feel that Miss Me Blind is one of the most brilliant and undersung hits of the 80s. And for that reason alone, I will vote for Culture Club. But if you vote for Human League, like Sarah said, I understand. Because they're awesome too. And And you're only human. Oh, a flesh and blood, you're made. As we learned (laughs) that the lyric is a man. (laughs) Exactly. Whatever you like, we're here for you, whatever your lyrical interpretation. Um, yeah, I, I'm i going to call this one for Culture Club, but I will not be surprised if I am incorrect. Yes. Now, in our next face-off, we have oh. Erasure um, honestly doing quite well against Frankie Goes to Hollywood. And Wham! Well, joy. <laughs> wham! Just decimating Bow Wow Wow, uh, cannon fodder that we knew they were, but... Bow Wow Wow still had its every every single band in this tournament had at least a one or two vocal supporters, so everyone can feel good. But Wham and Erasure and even are the now top seeds out. had a couple of people that were like, "Nah, exactly." I don't think Wham was really one of them. Um, this one's a no-brainer for me. Mark, are you going to struggle more with this, or is this a? Uh, I, okay, so I was in Australia uh, for the bit for 
not this week, but the two weeks before. And when I was walking around a town in Tasmania, it was not Erasure that I chose to listen to, despite my love for them. It was Freedom. It was Wake Me Up Before You Go Go. It was I'm Your Man. And the the joy bomb of Wham, I think, <laughs> is going to take them very far. Even though I love, with my very loving soul, the music of Erasure, it's hard to get past the just perfection of Wham's songs and how exactly 80s they are. But Erasure will live to fight with another generation, as we learn on Facebook from Rosemary Moore, uh, who said, Joys of parenting and this podcast... March Mastess got me to listen again to Erasure. So, so, so great. My six-year-old daughter loves to sit in my lap while we watch music videos together. Aw. So I played Chains of Love for her the next night she asked to watch that song specifically. That is raising kids right. It is. And that is, that's the future that I want to believe in. That's the America mm-hmm. I want to live in. Absolutely. All right. Last matchup of this um, region, of the Florida and Fabulous region, it's uh, number seven, XTC, versus number two, the Pet Shop Boys. Uh, I I don't think there's much drama here. Do you? XTC didn't win by enough. Um, and XTC and the was also of... greeted by a lot of who now? <laughs> there were yeah, definitely people true. who, in XTC versus level 42, said, I don't know who either one of these people are. Uh no one really seems to have a problem placing the Pet Shop Boys. That's true. Um, and the number of different songs cited by people voting for the Pet Shop Boys uh, was really impressive to me. There are always ones that I'm like, oh, yeah, of course. But that I'd forgotten was them. So I think they passed through uh, no problem. And a couple of commenters, including Carrie B, called Pet Shop Boys their total bracket winner mm. and that would not surprise me frankly i do think the winner comes out of this division because this division is brutal yeah <laughs> it's just brutal you have so many bands that i think if you dunk them in or uh, plunk them and rock this island that they would be rocking that island but, yeah hands down yeah all right well once again Thank you so much, everyone, for your comments and for voting. And uh, we love to include your thoughts and prayers for your favorite and least favorite bands. So keep those uh, factoids and uh, splenetic rants coming. Uh, that's facebook.com slash podcast to vote and make your voices heard. And we will see you tomorrow as we go down the right side of the bracket talking about who made it through to the next round in both Sophistication Station and Rock This Island. This is Mark and Sarah. Talk about sauce. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.